Welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 120. <laughs> and with, with me for this episode, we have Andrew Brown from the Land of Oz. Yes, it's been quite a while. Jeez, was it was like two years? Something, something like that? A year and a half, something like that, yeah. Well, uh, you know, Andrew was out for E3 and we got to hang out some. I'm like, you know, we got to have you back on, so... We made it happen, fought the uh, difficulties of time zones to make this happen. We got, uh, I don't know, you know, we got five games as usual. I apologize if uh, one or two of the games have uh, audio quality isn't as, as good as I strive for, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's just hard to find really good, uh, authentic uh, recordings of this stuff. So uh, rather than just say we're not going to use these games, we're going with what I found. So, uh, I apologize if, if, uh, if some people don't like the uh, background noise in some of the songs this episode. But other than that, I think this is going to be a really fun lineup. We got got some games here that um, that uh, I would not be uh, able to discuss without uh, Andrew <laughs> on. So uh, I think it'll be a pretty interesting episode. So uh, without uh, any further delays, let's uh, let's just jump right in. Sure.
misleading. Oh, don't don't give that away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess this next song will give that away. Here we go. Second song. God damn, I love that track. That is a very good track. Mm. All right, Andrew, here's your question. Yep. Which character from this game has been compared with an ill-fated Microsoft character? Eh? An ill-fated Microsoft character? I... You've stumped me good. Give it some thought.
All righty. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm sure pretty much everyone's figured this game out. And I'll give you a hint. It's not Smash Brothers. So uh, what, what game is this? This is the uh, the great launch title for the, the Wii U console, Nintendo Land. That's right, Nintendo Land, which I, I got to say, I, I kind of had a lukewarm reception to it, except for the soundtrack. I, I always thought the soundtrack of this game is fantastic. And, you know, it's got, uh, it's, it's got good source material to pull from, but even just taking the soundtrack for its own values, I think, I think just great. I mean, you got um, clever kind of weaving of, of instruments across the different games. So there's kind of a there's kind of a motif or a thread going through a lot of the different mini games in this in this thing. Even though it's you know kind of integrating songs from really widely different you know franchises, and uh, I think it does this a really good job of it. I like that each uh, series in the game seems to have its own own genre of music going on there. Yeah, and, and yet they still kind of have like you know the the, the there's kind of like a woodwind type instrument I think in the uh, in, in the Pikmin game that kind of also here in the Zelda game. Yeah, it it seems to represent sort of the art style used for each of the the mini games. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think it's a, a kind of a neat way to integrate what what you know could easily be seen as very kind of disparate mini games, which I mean originally they were kind of you know little mini games that they kind of cobbled together, right? But um, <laughs> they you know they 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 made it work. I mean, I'm I'm honestly surprised that you didn't pick the the main plaza music as as one of the tracks there because. Uh, I don't know, from a, a journalist perspective, uh, anyone who attended E3 last year, they had oh, that com- that constantly pumping throughout the entire <laughs> Nintendo booth for the whole week. It was yeah. it was catchy, and it was it, every time someone would walk past, they'd find themselves dancing along to it. But by the end of the week, I don't know, yeah. it's a bit of burnout there. Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of E3s, there's, like, there's something that's either a... A song or like a sound effect or, or something that plays in Nintendo's booth that this sort of drills into your brain and is like, ah! <laughs> it's like being a I, Disney. I remember one year it was uh, like the Ghost Trick themes music. Like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> I know it was drilled into my brain. Uh, and James Jones's, I think, because it, it showed up in like a live radio trivia at one point. Anyway, uh, for all the, you know, I called the game lukewarm, but I, I gotta say, every time I go back to it, like, when a friend comes over and we start playing it, it's, we actually have a lot of fun with it. So I I feel like maybe Nintendo Land doesn't get the respect it deserves. Because it, it has a lot of really fun stuff in there. Yeah, it, it takes what was started with, like, the, the whole Wii Sports community-style playing type thing, and, and I don't know, it, it just expands it using the familiar characters in such a way that just makes it such a blast to play. I mean, uh... uh I know it's bad to, to just mention Metroid Blast since I just said it, but yeah, um, uh, two players with that is uh, is so addictive. And uh, a friend of mine and his, his buddy were from out of town, came over, and you know I, I barely touched a thing. We just sort of popped in and said, oh, let's try Metroid Prime Hunters, or whatever they call it. And I guess it's not Metroid Prime Hunters, is it? Um, That's Metroid Blast. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, the Metroid game. And <laughs> we probably sat down and played that for like an hour and a half. Just sort of straight, so I was like, you know, it's cool, you know. Hmm. And um, and so I, I just, 
I almost feel like it's very similar to Wii Sports, but it's also kind of opposite in that I I find that people, um, you know, when they see Wii Sports, or when, at least when it first came out, it's like, oh, I, that's cool, I want to go see that. And then after they play it for a while, they maybe get fatigued, or at least I get fatigued. And I feel like this game's the opposite. It's like, I don't really feel like playing it. And then once I start playing it, it's like, yeah, let's keep playing this. This is fun. So it's kind of a weird... <laughs> yeah, and, and each of the know. games are just so unique in their own right that you can always just easily swap from one to the other and you'd be reinvigorated for the for the rest of the session. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I, I know I, I think I may have spumped you on this question. Oh, yes. Spumped you. Um, I, I gotta know. Um, well, I, I've seen multiple... Uh, reviews mention this character, and it certainly is what I thought of when I first started playing this game. Monita reminds me a lot of Clippy, as in the office assistant from Bayon Era, who who is super eager to, to help you whenever you start writing a letter or, or do something along those lines. And, and Monita kind of has a similar vibe, um, in that she's kind of impersonal and she wants to tell you about the game every single time you start it up. Um, like like a Pikmin, it'll just it'll constantly tell you, "Oh, welcome to Pikmin." This is like, yeah, I know how to play Melina. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'm glad you <laughs> so, know that because I wouldn't have got it in a million years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. Like I said, I've seen that come up in a couple of reviews. I thought of it. You could argue that uh, it's it's a subjective question, but um, I, I think the parallels are pretty clear. Off to Google for me. If you if you have not experienced Clippy, you count yourself lucky. Alright, well let's go on to the second game here. Yeah.
so relaxing. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know what to say other than I'm sleepy. <laughs> well, get a coffee while while the next song's playing. Are you recaffeinated now? No, I'm I'm kind of in a trance. <laughs> well, uh, I, I suppose uh, this is your question, so you should probably yes. have the honor of reading it. Yes, yes. Well, well, in this game, which uh, I- new item lets you hunt for deep sea creatures?
Yay. Well, um... Andrew, why don't you tell the folks uh, what game <laughs> Yeah, this, this isn't a series you're familiar with, but um, I'm sure many of you listeners out there um, are possibly even playing this game as this while listening to this radio <laughs> trivia session. <laughs> it is, it's that addictive. But um, yeah, it is the latest entry into the Animal Crossing series. This would be New Leaf. And uh, it's uh, it, it came out around the time of E3 and... Uh, I know I'm still playing it. And I was the wet blanket in the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for the series, it's you you ask any player who plays Animal Crossing and just ask them why they enjoy it so much, and I doubt many people would be able to give you a, a solid answer to that. Uh, you you play the game, you do chores, you get paid, and I I don't know, just somewhere along the line, something clicks, and and it's just. This this peaceful, fun experience, I suppose. I guess I never got over that hurdle. I, I bought the original um, Animal Crossing for GameCube, and um, and it was kind of you know I, it was a risk, so to speak, for me because I, I knew I wasn't quite you know up my alley. And I you know I, I gave it a fair shot. I played it for I'd say about a month, but I I just always found myself bored and stopping after about an hour. I just I didn't. I didn't really like the characters I was interacting with. I, I found myself going back to the NES games uh, more than anything else in, <laughs> in that release because that was before they had done their virtual console thing. That have not been included in in any Animal Crossing game since. You, yeah, you've lost your one hook. I would love it if they found a way to show your li- virtual console library from within the game, hmm. so you could like access it anytime while you're walking around. Like just go to your house and. And it just sort of shows you the games you've already bought through the eShop and, and can load them in. But that, that's I, I realize that's probably very hard to do. Yeah, But, but uh, that would be a pretty cool little touch. Yeah. Um, and An interesting point you made there. You, you seem to be getting bored after about an hour of playing. I, I think that's generally the idea. You play it in small increments on a daily basis. It, it's never enough to be truly involved in the game like you would with, say, a Mario or a Zelda title or, or something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, part of the the draw is seeing how the cha- the town has changed while you've had the game turned off, or or going back to a week later to see if someone's moved out or new animals moved in, mm-hmm. or the in particular the the newest game in the series. Uh, you're actually the mayor of the village, and you're given the opportunity to uh, I don't know. Um, I-, I guess it would be funding and choosing and de- uh, deciding new features to the town. So you would choose where it gets put, like you could have a, a camping site added, or you can build a cafe where you can go and buy coffee and, and then get like a part-time job later on. Uh, there's all these different decorations and sculptures that you can put around your town, things like that. And um, yeah, I think uh, the newest game in particular, whenever you choose to do anything in your town, it will always say, okay, this is going to be... Uh, set up and we'll start collecting funds and it'll be ready tomorrow or mm. if you're you've spent enough in the sh- in the store and the store is getting upgraded to to hold new items or rare items or whatever it's always closed for a day and it'll be opening tomorrow you're you're constantly having to turn off the game and wait until the next day you know what i, I think this may touch on why this game really doesn't appeal to me i, I really like games where i feel like there's a there's a 
end goal or, you know, a place where you say, okay, I'll be done with this game when I get to this point or after I do this. And, and it's the same reason that MMOs don't really hold any appeal for me is that I, I, I'm almost afraid of a game where I could play it forever without any, you know, without a stopping point. It is definitely a, a long-term investment, yeah. And so I, I think that might just be part of it right there. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I, th- I mean, I definitely see the appeal of, of seeing a town grow over time and and um, whatever holidays and things like that that obviously um, become special occasions. Yeah. Um, I just it, it's 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 clearly a slow burn, and I I'm not interested in slow burns with my video game style. So uh, we we have one thing I will say actually before we do the the in question here I wanted to comment on the music a little bit from this series because I I find the music fascinating in this game because they got like a different song for each hour yes including like you know the wee hours of the morning and it's you could play this game for a really long time and still never have heard everything in the soundtrack and I think that's kind of neat um and it's also very interesting how uh the the songs kind of fit the time of day um, especially like the midnight kind of songs where it's just kind of sleepy or even kind of trippy. Like, you know, when, when it's like three in the morning and you don't want to sleep, you're tired and, and thing, your brain's just not quite working right. The songs <laughs> kind of convey that, yeah, you know? A- absolutely. The, the whole feeling is I, I, I shouldn't be playing my 3DS. I really should be getting to sleep, but I just got to find this bug that only appears after dark or. Yeah, it's like just, just one more. Come on. Your, your brain just not quite there and, and the music kind of it does a good job of, of uh, setting that environment up so, so you mentioned the there's a, a new item in the in this uh, entry yeah. where you can uh, hunt for deep sea treasure or sorry creatures, creatures. yes um, uh, yeah in this game you can actually well you could in previous titles you could go out to an island where you could fish for tropical fish obviously and mm-hmm. things like that but yeah. on the island in this game you can actually purchase a wetsuit which you can then take back to town with you and uh, you get to, to swim around in the ocean which is a first for the series which uh, it's actually a little bit bewildering that they they haven't actually implemented this in a game up until this point because it just seems like a, such a natural thing for you live in this village and there's clearly an ocean why can't you go swimming in it mm-hmm. but uh, yeah you can you can now dive for undersea creatures and uh, all there's all sorts of uh, there's there's clams and oysters and all that what have you and then there's particularly rare things uh, giant isopods things like that and uh, since you're unfamiliar with the game the the general idea of collecting all these things is to donate to a museum yeah that's what I was gonna ask you is there an aquarium in this game because like I said I I did play this game some I mean you act so I don't know anything about the series but <laughs> I, I did play the original and it did have a museum yes um, I, I didn't give a crap about digging up fossils to give to the museum but I recognized that it was there <laughs> yeah so 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 do you have to fight these the creatures in any way or is um, it just sort of a well, you find them. You just sort of find them. There's like shadows that appear on the seafloor. Some of them move in different ways. It's usually the the size of the shadow and the way it moves helps you determine what sort of creature it is as to whether you want to mm-hmm. try and catch it or not. Um, for for a game that's so laid back, there's there really is uh, nothing that can actually permanently injure you or anything in this game. Um, that said, though. Uh, 
in previous titles, that, uh, and this one, of course, as well, the, the After Dark creatures, the, probably the most interesting things that you can find to donate to the museum, are the tarantulas and the scorpions that appear during summer nights. And uh, they are quite a challenge to catch, your, uh, to, to catch with your net. And if you screw up in any way, obviously they're going to sting you, and you collapse, and then you, like... You respawn at your town and uh, at your house, and these oh. these creatures are so particularly rare that you really don't want to screw up catching it and miss this chance because it could be weeks until you see another one. Oh my god! So wow, I, I think that's part of the appeal. I, again, there's just all this huge variety of things that you can find and things that change over time. There you have it, Animal Crossing New Leaf from an expert. <laughs> There are a lot of experts on staff, by the way. That that was the game of E3, even though it was already out. I mean, everyone was playing it, except me. <laughs> You're not part of the club, maybe, man. Maybe there were one or two others that weren't, but uh, definitely was uh, was popular. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go on to our third game, which is a listener request. Oh, nice. Okay, well, that was the first song, and uh, no, this is not Animal Crossing. <laughs>
It almost sounds like something that you'd hear in Castlevania. I was thinking that too. Um, actually, reminds me of a, a mixture of of that and uh, and another series, but I don't, I don't want to give away that that's not the the series this is. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so we got a a, a, a trivia question for this, yeah. Yeah, I apologize. Okay. Uh, which two animal friends of yours can participate in races in this game? Killing me, man. But I, I can't explain until you give away the, the title of the game. All right. Well, this game is Harvest Moon 64, requested by Disco Stew in the forums. Nice. The the only har classic Harvest Moon game, and, and possibly the only fan favorite, that was never released in PAL regions. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't even know that. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> one of my favorite oh. series, and this is the one I haven't played. Oh, no, you get to hear the music, though. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this is a Harvest Moon game, and um, <laughs> that, that second song actually kind of reminded me of something out of Professor Layton. All right. I don't know if you heard that, too. Um, to me, it sounded kind of like Professor Layton means Simon Belmont. <laughs> I do believe there's a puzzle in this whip. Yeah, maybe that's the sequel to the one with Phoenix Wright. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, yeah, so Harvest Moon, uh, obviously, uh, I mean, it's it's ostensibly a farm simulator. I don't, I don't know if that's really an apt description or not, but 
it's it's kind of a life simulator, I guess, in a way. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, I've you had originally recommended or, or requested the uh, the Super Nintendo game. That's right. Yeah. But uh, I, I did change it so that uh, we could accommodate a listener request. But uh, can you, you know, for, for I don't know if that many people that listen to this have played Harvest Moon games. So can you basically explain what it is and so, and uh, you know, right? A couple of minutes. Um, well, uh, a lot of the the consensus seems to be that uh, people uh, associate Animal Crossing with Harvest Moon, and uh, that's. That's a reasonable uh, assumption, but they they are different in their own ways. Harvest Moon is more about making yourself uh, successful and thriving on your business. For the, it's usually for the prime purpose of uh, courting a certain someone in town and getting married, where you can then like sire a child that will then take over the business for you. Yeah, Harvest Moon is more about the the work involved and the the different variety of activities that you can participate within the game to make money. Whereas uh, Animal Crossing, I would say, is more about oh, who am I kidding? It's still about making money. <laughs> I was gonna say, gotta pay off those bills. Yeah, paying off the the endless nook bills. Okay. Well, but, but Harvest Moon ha- has kind of an end goal, right? I mean, your goal is to is generally to like court someone, marry someone, right? And then there's kind of a yes, there's an ending to th- the game. There's Isn't always there? an ending sequence. You some of the games do allow you to continue on uh, indefinitely past the the game's ending, but uh, especially from later titles in the series, they have started implementing all these new story elements where the Harvest go- Goddess, who is uh, a different entity in each of the titles, she would appear to your farm in some way and say the land is in danger, or the this tree that represents life is dying, or, or whatever, you're going to have to be a good farmer and, I don't know, farm stuff and do good things, <laughs> uh, do good stuff for nature that will then, like, reinvigorate... Damn hippies. ...whatever nature that's involved in the, in the, the game. Um, sometimes it's to appease the ghost of your grandfather who used to, ru- to run the farm... Sometimes the goal is simply just to get married. Uh, in the original Super Nintendo game, I think it was only two years or three years that you're given in the title before your parents come back to the farm and they're like, oh, you've done a good job, but we're taking over. See ya. And they, they, they kick you out, on uh, regardless of whether you've made a home for yourself or, or have a wife and a child or, or whatever. What an ending. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... It's it's more about the the journey of getting there and and uh, applying the the different skills that you learn to the different animals and seeing what uh, what breeds of animals like to do this or that or which uh, which are more profitable. There's every new title in the series adds new animals that you can raise, new crops you can raise, and new ways of interacting or or uh, I don't know associating with the environment around you, and it it's. It's another series that, uh, as you go, it's it's always interesting to see how it evolves and how what each new game is going to bring to the table. So in this game, um, you can at least my understanding is you can race your dog and your horse, uh, presumably to make money. Um, uh, yes, uh, I having not played the sixty four one, I would assume it would be similar animals to the original game. 
where you were allowed a to raise cows and chickens for milk and eggs, obviously, or to then breed or resell the new stock or the animals or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know you had a pet dog. Uh, in the in the original Super Nintendo game, the, your, your dog protected your farm from wildlife at night. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, wolves would come in and steal your chickens or break your fences or stuff unless you had your dog sitting outside your house to protect the yard. Which was, yeah. which was interesting. Um, I don't know how much of a role the, the dog plays in the 64 game. However, I do rem- remember uh, reading about a glitch in the game uh, years and years ago where you could actually put your dog in your house's toilet and you would never see your dog again. You just, oh like, dump it down the hole, and, and that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you can beat the game without dog. Random <laughs> trivia. I would say m- most likely. The, the dog's really a, a trivial thing to the game anyway, so... All right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's Harvest Moon. I, I don't... What else is there to say? <laughs> I, I don't think I described it too well, but it, whatever. So. There you go. Yeah, Harvest Moon, yay! Well, maybe someday it'll come out on virtual... Co- oh, no. No, it's not. They, well, yeah, unless Nintendo puts N64 games on, on Wii U. It could happen. Uh, my, my guess is, even then, uh, it's, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> it just it just seems like, uh, for one reason or another, the N64 ports are are, uh, are tougher than yeah. some of the other ones. It just seems like it. I remember Natsume was saying that they had issues porting the, the 64 game to the, the Wii Virtual Console, so whether they try again or not is anyone's guess. Yep. But but I digress. The, the trivia answer. Well, yeah, I think we already answered it. The, the uh, You can race dogs and horses oh, in this game. Oh, all right.
funky. Yeah. I don't think there's a single comment I could make that wouldn't give it away, though. Well, there's uh, there's some pretty cool riffs in that song. I'm I'm really, really glad I got to choose that one. Nice. really cool. All right, well, um, I think it's my turn for the next trivia question for this game. So, um... Go for it. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, here we go. Which two supporting characters can be unlocked as playable characters in story mode using cheat codes? If the riffs in that song didn't flat out give it away, I don't know what would. Yeah, I think there might be a little bit of the main theme in that song. Yeah, there is. Um, but I don't think that many people will get it still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is the uh, the GameCube iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And uh, this was based on the the now often overlooked series through 2003 to, I think, about 2010. I don't know how long it ran, yeah. but this was, uh, yeah. Is there a more recent iteration of it? Is there like a... Yeah, there's a, a new series on uh, Nickelodeon, a CGI one. Yeah, yeah. So this is the somewhat recent one, but not the most recent. This, this is the middle series. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I think the, the main theme's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something, something like that. So you did good there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there is a little bit of that in the third song, but uh, that isn't quite in your face. And I, you know, I don't know how many people are familiar with that version. Yeah, everyone lo- uh, remembers the uh, arcade style ones from the from the eighties and nineties. But um, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, this game goes a long way to play homage to, to that uh, classic beat-em-up style of game. It's got the... Well, this game is made by Konami, right? Yeah, it is. They don't own the franchise anymore, right? I mean, they don't have the license. Right? It's like Ubisoft now or something, isn't uh, it? I'm not sure who who has it now. I know it expired uh, about three years ago. Two or three years ago when the uh, the original NES game was taken off uh, Wii Virtual Console. Right, yeah. But, um, yeah, you can you can even tell by the style of the music. It, it's got plenty of that that hardcore Konami uh, metal style put into the the remixes of the the main theme yeah. and the background music that you hear during that show. It's uh, I I love the soundtrack to this game. The game itself is uh, it, it's decent if you're a, a big fan of the Ninja Turtles and uh, especially of the, the that particular iteration of the cartoon series, which uh, actually takes. Uh, a whole lot of cues from the original Mirage comic series, which is uh, people people seem to praise the uh, presentation of this game. They, they said the the voice acting was really good in it. it, just sort of the gameplay was a little bit weak. Would you say that's a fair assessment? I'd say so. It's the same sort of arcade style beat 'em up. I mean, this this game's presented in 3D, so the the levels take uh, unique turns going towards and away from the camera, and the the, the like the camera angles of large areas zooms around as you as you move around throughout the levels and things like that. But um, overall, if you're used to to beat 'em up style games and the the uh, somewhat cheap difficulty that can come in later stages of this style of game. There, there's a lot of fun to be had. Uh, needless to say, of course, it would have mainly appealed to fans of the show. Yeah. There were like three games released in, the, in this particular series for like Xbox and GameCube and uh, right. I mean, it seems like there was more than one. Yes, uh, I think each one was uh, generally following the the contents of the first season, and then there was the the second and third season, and and so forth. So it, it very closely follows the events of the show. Even the cutscenes uh, introduce characters and such that would be uh, relevant to the the ongoing chronology that was going throughout that TV series. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, we don't touch on this much, but in terms of um, use of a franchise, do you think that that's kind of a, a lazy way to go, just sort of curbing from TV series? Do you think that makes it feel more authentic? Um, there's... <laughs> I could probably vote for both sides of the spectrum there, but uh, it, it does seem lazy, but uh, at the same time, people wanted to play a Turtles game uh, during that time because they were watching that particular Turtles show, and they would see the characters and go, oh yes, I finally get to fight Hun or Shredder or, or, or what have you. Um, that said, there, there were some additional scenes added into this game with uh, a, a few extra lines in that. Those... It's noticeable as to which material was taken from the show as opposed to which was added into the game, partly because many of the cutscenes for the authentic levels and character introductions and such were direct clips from the show edited into the game. Like we like created using the engine? I, I think they were just flat-out video rips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you did get to okay. watch chunks of episodes, which was kind of cool. But uh, then there was the the new edition stuff that was put in, and the, the quality of animation was noticeably different. The, the lip-syncing was completely off. The turtles would start saying really weird, out-of-character lines, like, this, this insults the turtle honor, 
and, and things like that that they just wouldn't say in the show. It was yeah. it, it was really <laughs> weird. But um, oh, that's a shame. But overall, it, it, like I said, it, it's a decent game. I, I never got to play the two follow-up games to to the game to this particular one, but uh, I I heard the original arcade version was unlockable in the the sequel, so I may have to pick it up at some point. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think that we had a bonus question. We should probably answer that before we move on here. Yes. But um, there are two supporting characters that you can play as. Yes. As far as we're aware. Good old Master Splinter and their longtime friend Casey Jones. Okay. Well, um, we got one last game here. So, um, enjoy. Bonus round. has too much energy (laughs) oh my god
saucy. Yeah. All right, here's your final question. During the development of this game, which input mechanism was originally supported but eventually ditched? That's really catchy. Okay. Shall I take it? Go for it. All right. This is Donkey Kong Barrel Blast for the Wii, which uh, surprisingly is, uh, I believe it's, Jesus, been a couple of years now, but uh, might be one of the first games I ever reviewed for the site. Really? It it was a late review. I feel like this was like a a game that uh, got disowned by Nintendo or something. I mean, it was originally in development for the GameCube, and an integral part of this was the use of the bongos, right? Use the bongs to to fly your little jetpack, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess at some point, you know, development took too long or whatever, but they decided to move over to Wii, and Wii doesn't support the bongos in Wii mode for some reason. I, I, I don't really know. don't understand that. It it had the same cable connector as the GameCube controllers, and, and of course they would plug yeah. into the Wii, but 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 whatever. Um, this, uh, I think that's the main reason this game got a lot of flack throughout the media. Yeah. Um, 
what essentially was a, a strategic drumming game uh, became f- random flailing up and down throughout the the entire <laughs> course of the game. That 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 said, though, that was uh, it was one of those games that's easy to pick up and play, but hard to master. And um, there was a surprising amount of uh, of difficulty in in making sure that you. I don't know, got the grip of the controls and, and were able to sufficiently avoid all the obstacles on the course uh, as you went. So are you are you steering like Donkey Kong or whoever you're racing as using the uh, the virtual bongos? Or, yeah. Or is it more of like a, an attack type thing? You would you would uh, automatically move forward along the track as long as you, you were able to get yourself running. Like, I, I think it was like do a drum up start and then slap both of the bongos together or shake both the nunchuck and the, the Wii remote together and then once your your bongos were fired up you would just continue going at the, the current speed and then from that point onwards you would shake one hand to move to the, the left and the other to move to the right okay. uh, as you went okay. uh, it was more about like strategic avoiding but um, okay. what, what was really fun about this was uh, not only, uh, uh, obviously it's a Mario Kart clone, but the variety of the items and the, the fact that you can actually attack the other races without the items. Uh, like, I don't know, you're, you've got the finish line coming up and you've got another character sort of like bashing into you for the side or whatever. So you just gently let yourself ease off a little and then you can actually physically punch the other racers and send them spinning out and then zoom off the head to, to take the lead. And that was... Kind of like an F-Zero thing. Surprisingly satisfying. And um, there was also this... I, I don't remember what the the option was called, but there was a way to, to slingshot yourself forward, which uh, I think uh, involved holding down the, the C-stick on the nunchuck and then fl- letting go and letting it flick forward. You would only get a certain amount of... Uh, of these moves that you could do throughout the race, but anything that you collided with, whether it be a, a barrel that there were there were tons of barrels that you could smash throughout each of the courses, but you could hit a barrel or another racer or an enemy that was just roaming around on the track or whatever, and it would then extend the the slingshot move that you had, and if you practiced enough or you knew the placement of the items or whatever from previous laps, you could essentially continue this for an entire lap or more, just uh, ricocheting and pinballing yourself back and forth between all these stuff littered around the course, and take a huge lead. And that was a a huge part of the strategy in in being able to play efficiently and effectively in this game. And um, I think to be able to do the the slingshot move again once you'd run out was collect 50 bananas or something that were strewn about the course. So there, there was always this need to collect bananas, which was a, a really good way to, to sort of tie it in with the whole Donkey Kong legacy and and the the uh, series and characters and that that you would become familiar with throughout the, the platforming games. Yeah, you remember Candy Kong Kids? Yeah, Candy <laughs> Kong. Oh yes, uh, who would have thought you'd ever be able to play as Lanky Kong again from Donkey Kong 64? <laughs> Um, the the character roster is is surprisingly good. Uh, you can actually play as as King K. Rule, who uh, anyone who's not played the Donkey Kong games before Country Returns, of course, is probably not going to know who we're talking about. But the, the Kongs and the Kremlings and, and all that—they're all here. 
the lineup is great. They're they've, they're all voice acted now. I mean, of course, it's the the Japanese take on the American or or, or English <laughs> Donkey Kong voices. So it's Donkey Kong has his like Scooby Doo voice. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 and all that, and um, I, I think I mentioned it in my review that it was really interesting that the if you remember the character Clump, who was like the the heavy set Kremlin character, um, yeah. in in the English games he was portrayed as this slovenly, lazy, fat, useless sidekick of a character or minion of a, of King K. Rool of a character. And uh, yeah. in this game, he actually says doskoi, which is uh, a saying used by sumo wrestlers in Japan, which uh, is it completely projects his personality to one of the most honorable types of people that you can imagine. It was it was a really interesting uh, personality and uh, and character type reversal. I'm trying to remember. I know. I mean, there was Diddy Kong Racing, obviously. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Was there? I guess there was that that Diddy Kong pilot or something. Was that? I'm trying to think of what all the racing Donkey Kong games there been. Oh, for the the uh, Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, and then there was a port of the Diddy Kong Racing. Um, it just I'm glad this game came out because like it seems like for some reason the Donkey Kong Racing games are these games that that are always promised and don't come out. There was the you know the one for GameCube that. That famously was, you know, advertised, you know, when the game, when the system was basically announced. Yeah. And it never came out. And this is sort of, kind of what that game became, sort of, in a way. I, I wonder how much input the, the unfinished game that Rare were working on actually got reused into this title. Yeah, I have no idea. But, uh, I mean, certainly, uh, that, that was, you know, this is the closest thing there is to, to that game. Absolutely. All right, well, we should wrap things up here. Uh, Andrew, is there anything you would like to plug before we go? Plug? Uh, on the site? Uh, check out... Sure. Check out my new feature, Paving the Way We Play. We're up to issue three, uh, or, or volume three, I should say. Um, we're just ranting about uh, basically anything that we want Nintendo to change in, in upcoming games or consoles or series or, or what have you. And we are totally into accepting any uh, reader-based su- submissions or suggestions. So if you have a good idea, send it through to us, and we'll we could even feature it on the site. So if they want to submit something, what do they do? They email an alias, or oh, oh, you can you can email me. You can find my my email address in the just click on my name in the in the article itself, or just post something in the comments or something, we'll we'll discuss anything that seems interesting enough. Alright, well there you go. Check that out uh, on NintendoWorldReport.com And with that, uh, you know, we'll say goodbye, make sure to listen to you know, Radio Free Nintendo and connectivity and all that good stuff. And we will be back I don't know, maybe in another <laughs> month. Awesome. Keep listening, guys. Alright, bye everyone. Bye.
Nintendo Land is copyright 2012 Nintendo. Animal Crossing New Leaf is copyright 2013 Nintendo. Harvest Moon 64 is copyright 1999 Natsume Victor Interactive Software. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is copyright 2004 Mirage Studios Konami. Donkey Kong Barrel Blast is copyright 2007 Nintendo Payon.